Next on BYU Sports Station, down goes St. Mary's, an early round knockout by BYU basketball in front of a national audience. We continue our interview tour of the 2015 football signees with receiver Micah Simon. Why he had to be a Cougar. Plus, BYU back in the discussion after the NCAA mock tournament selection. Tickets for the tourney train still available. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, this is how we do it. Yes. Live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, February the 13th, we ain't scared. We ain't scared. Not after last night. <laughs> Wherever and however you're dialing, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Avengers nutritionist, Jerem Jordan. I don't even know what that means. What, are those, what do those guys eat? Um, obviously, at the end of the movie, they went and ate at that, like, su- the shawarma. <laughs> or what, whatever, wherever that is. That's <laughs> where they eat, man. How about BYU beating St. Mary's, man? By 22! Like... like beat them it was bad uh in a good way it was w- what a game BYU's best game of the year man it was awesome the moment when Corbin Kafusi blocks that shot Chase Fisher gets the ball outlets to Kyle Collinsworth bounce pass to Tyler Haas like that, that was sensory overload of awesomeness for me it was it was really exciting that was a great moment for BYU because whoa 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 hey hey I, I'm getting there Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a great moment for BYU. People were like, what's going on? Because it was a great defensive play that led to a fantastic, like, three-man weave, you know, three passes, layup, reverse, Tyler. That was the best possession of the season to me. I, there, were, there were definitely some great moments last night, and it was a really good win for BYU. Uh, speaking of sensory overload. Here we go. So, <laughs> during halftime... One of our faithful members of BYU Sports Nation walks down the stairs of the Marriott Center and says, Spencer! His name is Ed. His name is Ed. And I walk over and he's like, hey, I I feel like your your blue goggles could use a little more flash and pizzazz. So he hands me these goggles. Here they are. That light up. (laughs) Light them up, up, up. And so those are, those actually have some pizzazz, man. Flash, like these... These are There's a Vine on Twitter of the you new with blue these. goggles. Aww. Yeah, we just sent this out a Vine on Twitter. These are the Sports Nation account. <laughs> and then these are the next gen. They make you a little bit dizzy. But, uh, yeah, they have variating speeds of the blinking lights. As does BYU in its offense. Just outstanding. So thank you, Ed, one of our Sometimes loyal members of BYU Sports Nation. We have a new addition to the That's fantastic. Set, thank some you. new blue goggles. I, uh, I interacted with a couple of members of BYU Sports Nation as well. Uh, Noah Cook last night, B underscore Far, P. Norton's mother, who is a uh, big fan of the show. P. Norton, uh, the famous BYU fan travel, so traveler. So that was fun. Hooked him up with some wristbands. Hopefully they enjoy that. Uh, yeah, if, if you see one of us at the games... We'll give you a risk. Anywhere. It's it. so yeah. cool to go across the nation and just meet all of you. Yeah. That, that is one of the, the awesome perks of, uh, of this BYU Sports Nation setup. The conversation alive and well 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of the show. Get involved with the Twitter question. Who was the hashtag BYUSN MVP? This is a new distinction we're handing out today. In last night's win over St. Mary's for the Cougars, who was it? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Eric Biggert. Backwards logic here. Haas for sitting on the bench and making the other guys realize it was their shot. Do or die. Yeah, how about that? That is reverse logic. 
Tyler Haas played six minutes in the first half. And BYU built there. I, I believe BYU was plus nine or 11 with him on the bench. How about that? They were up wow. 18 at one point in the first half. They led by halftime or led by 12 at halftime with Tyler Haas on the bench. That was encouraging knowing that he could sit on the bench and the other people could deliver. No one sticks out as the MVP to me because there were many people who stuck out. Do you give it to Josh Sharp, who had six, who, who will join us coming up, who had what, six points? No, eight points, six boards, five uh, assists. Triple double watch. Yeah, I, I was like, triple double watch with Kyle Collinsworth or uh, nope, Josh nope. Sharp? Josh Sharp. Josh Sharp will join us yeah, how later. How about that? <laughs> Frank Bartley off the bench was a 6-3-3. Incredible performance. Skyler offered 17 points. Tyler Hawes, by the way, only scored 15. Um, so that makes chasing Jimmer a little tougher because he got the fouls. He's not going to do it He's going now. for 30 against Pacific. Yeah. He's going for 30 against Pacific. You know what we need to do right now? Update Tyler Hawes chasing Jimmer. On his Jimmer. way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 55 points away. So to do it at home, as you mentioned, Jerem, he needs a 20 and a 27. It's possible. It's possible. And against Pacific and San Diego. There's a chance. If if I'm Dave Rose, I'm aware of this. By the way, at Earl Allen Carr, uh, had a tweet last night that I have to reference (laughs) because we forgot about the power of the karma. How could you do that? I don't know. I apologize. At Jerem Jordan, it's the karma, baby. You had Dave Rose on, and BYU beat St. Mary's by 22 at home. It's real. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you. That happened. This is the fantastic thing about, about all of you joining in on this. Okay? You have a voice. You have a voice in this. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines following a big basketball win. What else are we talking about today? BYU running back signee Charles West out of Capel, Texas, arrested last Friday on accusations of aggravated assault. Possession of marijuana. That is what we know. The incident reportedly happened before he signed his letter of intent with BYU. We'll update you as we get more official news. Again, that's what we know. We'll let you know when we hear more about that incident. Back to basketball. They put together their best game of the season. They blow out St. Mary's by 22. They hit their three must-dos, Jerem. We'll break that down in a minute. And BYU women's hoops. Oh, losing overtime at St. Mary's, 76-71. They led by eight could not hold on to that lead in regulation and went to the extra session. Also, uh, Boo Birds, volleyball was up 2 nothing at USC and lost in 5, 16-14. They played tonight. A split would be good if they can win tonight. Man, this volleyball court's going to fall over one I know. Day. We need to do something about that. I'll just hold it the whole time. Game day for volleyball and the season opener for BYU baseball. Yeah! <laughs> at baseball. number 16, UCSB. We had Mike Littlewood on the show. How many games can the Cougars win in an opening series against a top-20 team? They do that the first eight games, four against Santa Barbara, four against Nebraska, all on the road. Hey, bring it on, baby. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Dominate on D, shoot the three. Awesome confidence now from the outside. And that's protected. Profusi again on the block. BYU routes St. Mary's 82-60 in the Marriott Center. The Cougars led by 31 points with eight minutes to play. I can't remember the last time BYU handled this talented of a team. 
in that fashion. Can you? No, not off the top of my head. I mean, that was that was good. How good is St. Mary's? They're the, they're the third best team in the WCC, in my opinion. I think BYU is the second best team, even though, and thanks to Portland beating Pepperdine last night, BYU is tied for third. It was the perfect storm of awesomeness if you're a BYU fan. Like, everything that needed to happen last night happened. Yes, and let's just get to this right now. We're going to break down the St. Mary's game, but let's just say it. Let's just say it right now. The selection committee has been doing a mock selection, right? Simulating Selection Sunday. The word out of that this morning is this, that BYU and St. John's were two of the last teams out. BYU is much closer to the bubble than we thought. Jay Billis was right, and gulp. You have been right the whole time. Yes! Because last week after the Pepperdine loss, I called it off. I'm not so sure now. Like, I, I don't think it's as easy as we think. I don't think BYU's in. BYU, in fact, we know that BYU's not. But BYU's right there, Spender. You were right. High five. Thank you. Thank you very much. BYU. They've got a shot, and it's a bigger shot than I thought. It's bigger than 1%. I don't know what it is, but it's bigger than 1%. One of the first four teams out, according to a media mock selection that is overseen by the official selection committee. Okay? So just to update you on where BYU stands when you look at things that matter, it starts with the RPI. It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) Thank you, Ben. BYU jumps eight spots in the RPI to number 54. The Cougars now have four RPI top 100 wins. BYU 2-3 and versus the RPI top 50. That is your daily RPI update, BYU at number 54. In our graphic on BYU TV, Dave Rose is actually pointing at the record. It's like, look, 19 wins, man. He's going to win 20 (laughs) games for the 10th consecutive season. All 10 seasons he's been the head coach. That's really good. 20, I mean, 20 is the mark you want to hit in college basketball. He averages 25. BYU has a realistic chance to get to 24, and then I think their chances are pretty good. We've been clamoring 25 is like a lock. Basically, you get 25, you're in, uh, based on TeamRankings.com's percentages, which I should look up what 24 is. But 72% last I saw. The win versus St. Mary's was good. You had Doug Gottlieb of CBS Sports tweeting uh, about the game that, man, this performance is an honor code violation for BYU, <laughs> which I literally <laughs> tweeted like a minute before. He doesn't follow me. Doug, you can follow me if you'd like. For BYU Volleyball News. Point is, when you have guys like that watching on a national stage, that is really good. That matters. Perception matters. Joey Brackett's Joe Lenardi does not have BYU anywhere to be seen. I think that BYU will be one of the eight out, the last eight out, on Monday after they beat Pacific Saturday. He's paying attention to what's going on. He's part of the media mock selection. But my question there is, is, why is BYU out of bracketology with Joe Lenardi, yet in the mock selection, they're one of the last two out with St. John's? And they're 33 in the Billis Index. We talked to Jay yesterday, and he's like, oh, they're going to be a tournament team. I've been thinking on my own account, using Joe Lenardi as well. You look at bracket matrix as well. BYU is the third, no, the seventh team out in that. Basically, and that's every that's bracket every, predictor yes, combined. Yes, and that's there are probably some really not credible brackets included in that, but whatever. <laughs> it's a ton of brackets. Doesn't matter. There's, there's up to 85 brackets used in that, bracketmatrix.com. 
The win last night was really good on, for a lot of reasons, the biggest of which is BYU inches closer to that bubble than they were before, not to mention the standings. The pursuit of the three seed is really important. BYU can, at this point now, can lose to Gonzaga and still get the three if they win out because Pepperdine still has to play Gonzaga. We established three keys to victory for BYU against St. Mary's yesterday. <laughs> yes, we did. And BYU executed all three Nearly to perfection. We joked with some of the players after the game. Hey. It's not a joke. Hey, thanks, thanks for uh, backing up our, our statements yesterday. Number one was rebound. BYU plus 11 against St. Mary's. Check. That after being minus 13 in Moraga. 24-point rebound swing. What we don't tell anyone is that we actually go into the locker room and we write on the whiteboard these things. And then it's the game plan and then they win. It's crazy how it works. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't happen. What? <laughs> as much as we might like it to. Shoot the three well. BYU 9 for 19. Nearly 50% from behind the arc. Chase Fisher, Sky Halford. No Anson Winder. He didn't even play last night. Against St. Mary's this season. Yeah, he didn't play Let's hope he plays in Vegas on semifinal Monday against St. Mary's, if that's the case. The third thing was limit Brad Waldo. Some of you may be saying, well, he still scored 17 points. 17 and 5. Both under his averages. That's below average. He's a 29.4 guy, and he went 17 and 5. Do you know who out-rebounded Brad Waldo last night? Joshua Sharp. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yeah, I jumped it. I don't even care. One. Josh Sharp had one more rebound than Brad Waldo. Awesome. He had six rebounds. You know who had two more assists than Kyle Collinsworth? Josh Sharp, who had five. And KC had three. What a performance from him last night. It was nice. Eight points as well. Kyle Collinsworth, by the way, Went over two thousand points to become 1, the. Oh, sorry, one thousand points to become the forty seventh player. That's awesome for BYU in that regard. That's awesome, man. Who was the BYU Sports Nation MVP in last night's BYU win over St. Mary's? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Doctor Payton. Pay, what, what is that? Pain DPT. Pain DPT. Okay, yeah, there you Pain go. Pain DPT. <laughs> Josh Sharp, no question. Rebounding the basketball, making the hustle plays. Shocked he has so many DNPs this year. That's the big question everyone's asking. Well, we'll ask him coming up how, how he maintained a good attitude and was ready to start and then contribute after 12 DNPs. At BYU Jesse, Kyle is the MVP without his contributions on both ends of the floor. BYU is a different team. I don't know what the answer to this question is. Continue using the hashtag BYUSN. I think by the end of the show, uh, I'll say that. And when Josh is on, I'll probably tell him Josh Sharp. It's about eight guys it could be. Kafusi, <laughs> Bartley, Collinsworth, Haas, Sharp. Up next, Josh Sharp on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us, as always, using the hashtag BYUSN. The penultimate home game is tomorrow night for men's hoops. Nice use of penultimate. I should have used yesterday the anti-penultimate. That's third to last. I learned that yesterday. Men's basketball versus Pacific 9 Eastern tomorrow night on BYU TV. That is our regular season finale at home on BYU TV. So check it out, Tigers and Cougars, tomorrow night. Also on BYU Radio. Who was the hashtag BYUSN MVP in last night's BYU win against St. Mary's? At Doug McClellan says this, a bunch of players stepped up big, but none of it happens without Josh Sharp's contagious hustle. There's something to that. Josh Sharp now joining us in studio after 
Really, just uh, an outstanding performance. Eight points, six rebounds, five assists. Josh, welcome to the show. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. You've, you've picked a great moment to uh, step into the limelight here because uh, you've, the team has some buzz around it. Uh, the tournament train is rolling again, at least on my end. Uh, you, <laughs> you've had an interesting journey here. You started 22 games as a sophomore, three last year have not played in 12 games this year, and then the last two games have stepped up when Coach Rose told you to and uh, made a major impact. How have you stayed ready the entire time to come in and contribute? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, no matter your position on the team and all, all the guys are like this, you know, we, you know, you have to give everything you got every day, whether it's playing hardly at all or, you know, playing 30, 40 minutes a game. And so... Um, just by doing that, I was able to stay ready, you know, by helping out and practice and stuff. Did you feel like uh, in the DNPs, like, man, I can really help the team and I, uh, you know, would like to play, but I'll do what coach wants versus, all right, I'll, I'll just kind of wait my time. I, I imagine that was difficult. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, every player wants to play um, for sure. Um, but, we, you know, we all have to trust each other and we trust the coaches and, um you know, to get done what we need to. Your defense as a team, and you individually as well, set the tone for last night's game. It just looked like there was an added measure of quickness and there was a physicality there. You were getting uh, through rotations faster. What what happened in practice to bring out, like, this new side of a BYU basketball defense that we haven't seen in a while? Well, I mean, you actually hit it right on the head. I mean, we've been focusing a lot on making our practices better, more intense, because um, it'll translate right into the game. Um, and I think we know that we'll win games when we play good defense and when we rebound. And so that's just been a huge emphasis for us all year, but it kind of came together, you know, last night. When last night did you realize, oh, the game plan is working perfectly? I mean, there was, there was moments where, you know, we'd go on a roll and it, it just felt good. You know, I mean, there's no better feeling than kind of getting stopped, scoring, getting stopped, scoring. And so... Um, you know, there's there's quite a few times throughout the game where where we kind of felt, you know, this is working, this is going good. What was your individual favorite moment from your play last night? Um, I've got an idea. You had the putback dunk. You had the sweet dish to Skyler. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of those plays, you know, were just because teammates good, made good plays too. And leave um, them out of it, Josh. What did you <laughs> like the most about you? Uh, well, I'll just go with that pass to Skyler then. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we drew it up that he was going to go back door because they were pressuring us a little bit. And so, you know, I just saw he was open. You got out-rebounded by 13 in Moraga against St. Mary's. Lost that game by five. You're plus 11 last night. That's a 24-rebound swing. What drills are you doing in practice to make this happen? Yeah, I think the thing with rebounding is it's not – I mean, it's more of a mindset, and, um, you know, we – Coach let us know, you know, that we were out-rebounded and stuff the first game, and so that was just our focus. And we came in, and everybody, you know, all five guys that were on the court were chasing after those rebounds and blocking out, and so that's how we were able to do that. How did you change that mindset? Um, I mean, I think just realizing we lost last game. You know, if if we all want to win, we – you know, we're told what we need to do, and so just go out and do it. Is it okay to sacrifice? Um, you, you want everything to be great, right? Yeah. But it seems like there's only so much to distribute, you know, in, in terms of effort or mindset or whatever among the various parts of the game. 
Is it okay if a certain part of, I don't know, say the offense um, dips a little bit at the cost of rebounding because maybe it raises the whole, the whole ocean, if you will? Yeah, I see what you're saying. The thing with our team that's amazing, though, is if we get stops and rebounds, we're going to score more efficiently and even mm. better. You know, we're going to be able to get out on the fast break, which is where we're comfortable and what we like to do. Um, and so, you know, I don't know the stats or anything, but when we're able to get the rebound, especially on the defensive end, then, you know, it leads to a bucket a large, you know, percentage of the time. So it's synergistic that way. It, you get rebounds and then everything else happens better. Which yeah, makes definitely. sense when yeah, you want to yeah, run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every team, it seems, at this level benefits from an energy guy. And Nate Austin has been long tabbed as that energy guy for the way that he plays. Well, he's been out for 20 games now, basically the entire season. And when I was watching you last night, I was like, man, Josh is making a ton of the plays that, that Nate used to make, getting his hands on balls, offensive mm-hmm. rebounds, just the overall hustle. How do you see your role now with this BYU team? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely it. I mean, we want everybody on the team to be able to bring energy, make hustle plays. Um, but, you know, I'm probably not supposed to, like, you know, maybe Ty or Kyle or Chase score 20 points a night, but, you know, to get all those rebounds and stuff. So You'd be okay with sure. that, though? Yeah, I'd be okay with that, for sure. <laughs> it helps that you can jump out of the gym. What's your vertical, by the way? Um, I don't know. Probably, like... Yeah, you do. Mid, Come on, dude. Mid to high 30s. Mid to high mid 30s. To high 30s. Okay, could it, it if basketball season's over and Chris McGowan and the volleyball team was like, "Hey, we're looking for an outside." <laughs> is that of interest level to you? Is there an interest level? Uh, not really. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was just I'm, checking, man. I'm I'm more just just for fun, you know. I'll I'll get the just on the sand or something like that. <laughs> when when you look at the uh the season, it's been odd in that Injuries have changed the, the dynamic of the team so many times. You went four guards. Now you're back to the two post players. Has this been one of the weirdest seasons you've played in basketball in terms of the amount of versions of the team that you've produced? Yeah, I think um, you know, our coaches have done a good job because we've had to make a lot of adjustments. And you know, that's hard just you know, for the mindset of all the players as well. Um, but we've had a lot of people be able to step up. I mean, you know, Anson's been out a few games, Chase was out a game, Kyle's been out a few, you know, uh, and when, he, when we have players out, we've had players step up, and so that's what's really important. So by an average of nine points, you have been that much better defensively in the last two games, both with you in the starting lineup. Uh, I know that you're not going to take all the credit for that just because I know who you are and, and, and where you stand on that, but is it as simple as just rebounding and hustling more, or, or what else is happening defensively to hold teams, you know, much lower than you had been previously? I mean, it really is that simple. Uh, I mean, I think our our coaches have put in get, good game plan, especially last night. You know, we had a good game plan with um, Waldo and all, all their guards. I mean, they're they're a great team. They're a really talented team, especially uh, Waldo down low, and so that obviously helps a lot. But yeah, I, I think we just realize now you know we've kind of been down um and we realize that we have to you know bring the hustle and bring the defense to be able to to win and to get what we want what does the team feel like it has to do to get into the ncaa tournament i mean our our focus is just to win every game and you know it doesn't matter for home or away or who we're playing you know we we're not really going to worry about it that's our goal um, obviously, is to go to the tournament. I mean, it's, it's special. It's amazing there. Um, 
but just each individual game, we're going to give everything we got to, to win that next game. Do you feel like you have to beat Gonzaga at least once to get in? You know, I don't, I'm not going to be one of those people that's trying to pick, and, but, you know, I hope we do beat them twice. You know, that's our goal is we're going to go up there and beat them, and then in the tournament, if we see them, then beat them there. How much does a win like last night help you in that confidence factor, knowing that you have to go into the kennel in Spokane and play Gonzaga? I mean, it's good. I mean, it's a it's a stepping stone. We still have got, you know, quite a few, I think, two or three games before that, and so we realize we can't, you know, fall back. We have to get better each game um, to be able to do that because Gonzaga is a great, you know, team. But you know, Pacific's a really good team that's coming in here as well. And so we know we're going to have to, you know, keep playing defense and rebounding against them. This is a fifth-year senior. Yeah, the way you I was going to say you, you, you. <laughs> successfully made your way through the gauntlet of media questions right we, there, Josh. We pushed you hard, and you just, <laughs> you just, you just heismaned us, which was awesome. Uh, that was a good one. Se- the 70 mark. Um, I wonder if this is something you guys talk about. In football, it's like, let's score 24, let's give up less than 24. Do you guys talk about a certain number that you want to score and allow? No, not really. I mean, we have in the past I'm sometimes. I'm very disappointed right now. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, we usually don't. Um, put a specific number. I mean, we we want to, you know, hold them to a low number, but in the end, we just need one more point than they do. So the reason I bring that up is because BYU defensively, when allowing less than seventy, so sixty nine or less, under Dave Rose, ten seasons, ninety six percent winning percentage. Two only eight losses. Two of those eight have come this year. Utah and Pepperdine. When you guys defend, you normally win because you get buckets. That's the the issue is not scoring, right? Yeah, I mean, and and that's. That's the thing. When we get stops, it leads to scoring anyways. And, you know, we've got extremely talented, you know, offensive players. And so um, we, we know when we get those stops, we'll win. BYU also 16-0 and this season when you out-rebound another team. I'm, I'm guessing you've, you've heard that a few times from your coaches. I, I, well, yeah, they, I mean, they've, they've told us. I mean, that just really is our focus. And, and when we're able to do that, um, I think everyone feels better throughout the game, too, when the other team's not getting offensive rebounds and we're able to, to get those. Josh, how do you bring an effort like you had against St. Mary's against Pacific? Because it's an emotional game. I mean, you get up for the big-time opponents. How do you carry that type of motivation and really just invigorated play into another game a day later? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's really too hard. Um, because, like I said, we've got big goals and, and big dreams. And, you know, even though we've lost some games, that hasn't changed. Um, and we realize we have to beat Pacific to be able to, to reach those. And so, um, you know, each game you win, the next game's just as big. Was that your best performance last night since Boom Shakalaka? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was good to see you out there. Uh, and do you expect to start? Saturday and for the foreseeable future after last night? Um, I mean, we'll see. It's, it's what the, the coaches, you know, it's all up to the coaches. I'll so. answer this. I'm Josh Sharp in this moment. Yes, I had an 8, 6, and 5. I bring a ton of energy. I'm ready to dominate. I've had 12 DNPs. I was like, what the heck, coach? I'm ready to rock. I am Josh Sharp. What's up? Lone Peak, world class. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, congratulations on your performance last night on uh, really just an impressive win by BYU basketball, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the floor where's tomorrow night. The, where's the Sharpie? Yeah, where's the Sharpie? You oh, here's su- the Sharpie. You need Do to you sign, sign the flag, flag, man. Flag? Yeah, of course. Right of behind course. us. 
We only have awesome people sign the flag, so congrats. Josh, thanks, man. And we give yep, them the karma for Saturday, I think, right? Naturally. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Station, our BYU Football All Access continues with Micah Simon. We're going back to Texas. I am Josh Sharp. I will dunk Saturday again. The Cougar Club supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUsportsNation.com. Coming up tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV, gymnastics, BYU versus Southern Utah. Check it out tonight. Spencer Linton on the call with Megan Donahue. So we've been introducing you to the BYU 2015 signees over the past few weeks. As I part love of this. BYU football all access on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to keep that trend rolling. And we're going back to Texas for another wide receiver signee, Micah Simon, joining us from the Lone Star State. Micah, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Micah, why did you feel like BYU was the place that you had to be to pursue your college football career? I feel like being at BYU was a great opportunity for me academically, of course, and athletically. I felt most comfortable around the coaches, around the players on my visit. And, you know, that's just, you know, after I took the second visit, I was for sure that it was uh, the right spot for me. I assume that Guy Holiday was one of the primary recruiters. Um, who else was with with him? Um, Coach Holiday and Coach Renai <clears throat> were the two that really um, pursued me. What was it about their recruitment of you that helped in that process? I think it was just us talking about other things other than football. You know, just talking about, you know, family, you know, how my family's doing, how his family's doing. You know, just building that relationship that way was really a key factor. Micah Simon with us on BYU Sports Nation led Bishop Dunn High School to a Division One state championship in Texas as the quarterback now, BYU wants you as a receiver, Micah, so how do you view the switch from quarterback to wide receiver as you take the step to Division I college football? It'll be a, it'll be a challenge. I'm ready to take on the challenge, though. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it just to help this team you know, keep winning games, keep winning bowl games, and having successful seasons. So that's you know, my main thing for, uh, for me, kind of moving from quarterback to receiver, if that's what Coach Mendenhall and the rest of the staff thinks it's where I can excel at the best, and that's what I'll do. Is that what they've told you? Hey, we want to bring you in as a receiver, right? Yes, that's what they said. Are you are you okay with that? Is that what you'd like? Yeah, that's fine with me. You know, really just helping out the team. If at any point they ask you to play quarterback, are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be real fun going back and uh, doing that. Did you play receiver at all growing up? Uh, yeah, actually in middle school, that was like my main position. Um, in seventh grade, and then our starting uh, quarterback went down in middle school, so I had played, and that's when the high school coaches had seen me, and they were like, oh, yeah, we'll work with you when you get in high school, and they just took off from there. Micah, you're one of six athletes from Texas in this most recent BYU signing class, and we've speculated that BYU's domination of the Texas Longhorns two years in a row may have played a part in that. What role did watching the Cougars dominate the Longhorns play in your recruitment to BYU? Uh, <laughs> really, really not much at all. You know, uh, I never really had a team like I really liked, like some Texas guys have always growing up, like in the Longhorns, or, you know, the Aggies, teams like that. You know, it was, uh, it was good to see them, 
you know, beat a Power 5 team like that two years in a row. Really not beat them, but dominate them, you know, throughout the whole game. So it was fun seeing that. And that's when I knew they could hang with, you know, whoever was on the schedule. But it has to help now, right? When you're in Texas and you tell people you're going to BYU, what they know about BYU from those games, right? Yeah, they always do. They always like, oh yeah, you guys uh, beat my Longhorns two years in a row. So uh, <laughs> it's, always, it's always a fun conversation. <laughs> what, what's the perception of Taysom Hill to those people? The beast, really. They they can't even describe him. They're just saying he's take 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 uh, took over in both games. He's Superman. And they hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Talking with Micah Simon, wide receiver signee out of Texas on BYU Sports Nation. Before BYU started to recruit you, what did you know about the Y and their football program? Really not that much at all. I knew that, um, you know, they were a good football team, good football program, but I didn't really know much about them. So really talking to the coaches uh, helped a lot. When they reached out to you, uh, what did you initially think of BYU and their interest in you? I thought it was a great opportunity once I started to learn more and more about the school. And uh, I took a visit in the summer for uh, the junior day camp. And this is when I was still at um, quarterback working, when they were recruiting me as a quarterback. And uh, it was just a great it was a great opportunity. And uh, me and my mom made it up there in the summer in June, and we loved it. What do your friends say when you uh, when they found out? Hey, you're going to BYU. Oh, they were really happy. Uh, you know, at my school, Bishop Dunn, we have a lot of guys going to uh, some big <clears throat> Division One colleges, and you know, they were really excited for me. They were hoping to see if we could be able to play each other, but uh, you know, right now it's not with uh, some of my friends. But they were really happy for me, so it was great. Micah Simon led Bishop Dunn Catholic High School to a Division I state championship in Texas. He is joining us on BYU Sports Nation. We'll play for the Cougars this upcoming season as a wide receiver moving over from quarterback. Micah, you told us that during your second visit, you knew, I need to go to BYU. That, that's the place that I am going to go. What was it about that second visit that solidified things for you? Talking to the um, players that were already there, the freshmen, really talking to uh, Tijon and um, Trey Dye. Uh, Jamal, um, really talking to those guys, really just kind of sold it. You know, I was being myself around them. They accepted me, and it was just, it was perfect. What did they say that ultimately helped sway you? It was really just how you can just, you know, be yourself there. Everybody's uh, there for you to help you academically, athletically, and everybody's, you know, having those same type of um, values and goals to push you to where you want to become whenever you, uh, you know, graduate. So that was really the thing that, uh, really shut the recruitment down for any other schools trying to come in. There is this Texas pipeline forming uh, quickly in BYU football. Does that have anything to do with making you more comfortable about uh, coming to Provo, Utah? Uh, no, I was fine if you know if I was the only Texan coming up. Um, you know, it's always great to have some guys like Akile. I know he lives you know a city over from me, so uh, you know that's always fun to have a guy close, but. Uh, it really didn't play a big role. How well do you know those guys, uh, whether from playing against them in Little League or in high school, guys like Akile Davis and, and T. John Karoma and Trey Dye? I know the uh, same T. John win with, you know, Allen and their dominance in uh, state title games. And then Akile, I just heard about him a lot, seeing him play uh, with DeSoto. And uh, I really didn't know Trey Dye a lot, but, you know, he just came up to me and, you know, it was real cool at the visit. And, um, uh, yeah, we just uh, you know, became real good friends from there. 
Do you have a certain jersey number you want? Oh, yeah, if I could keep seven, then that would be great. Well, it just so happens seven that's, that's is available. Vacated. Two seniors yeah. just gave up seven. So I don't know if someone else wants seven, but you know, might be uh, in luck, man. Yeah, I know Bo Hodge wants seven. So we'll oh, see okay. <laughs> that might be an issue. Another yep. offensive guy. It was Christian Stewart and Sky Povey. How will you settle that if it comes down to the two of it's you like for number be- seven? A bench press thing or something? <laughs> I don't know. We might have to, you know, race or, you know, we can still throw some balls, see who throws the farthest, or, you know, catch. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll come up with something. <laughs> we, can't, we can't have a receiver throwing further than a quarterback, though. You realize that, right? <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> when do you graduate uh, from high school, and when do you plan on making the transition to Utah? I'll graduate in um, late May. I think it's May 23rd is the official date. And then um, hopefully mid-June, late June, I'll be able to um, get up to Provo and get things started. The schedule for 2015 and beyond uh, just looks fantastic. A lot of exciting games. Is there a game on this schedule that includes Michigan, Nebraska, UCLA, Missouri, Boise State that, that sticks out a little more to you that you're excited to play in? No, they're all at the same level, you know. I'm Come really on, man! To... <laughs> <laughs> they're not all at the same level. <laughs> but uh, really, just looking forward to the first game, just to get it under my belt. To be honest, what's the ge- what's the game you want to play in the most? Come on, playing the most. Uh, Nebraska, M- Michigan, Missouri, UCLA. Probably, These are good. Yes, probably at Michigan. You know, they have a they have good. Uh, fan base over there, and that would be a fun game to play in. See, that, that wasn't that hard, see? <laughs> hey, Micah, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, before you go, your buddy, Akile Davis, uh, who is a city over, mentioned he wants to become a math teacher, and he also mentioned academics. You said okay. the same word, academics. What do you want to study at BYU? I want to study computer science. Hmm. What do you want to do with that? Uh, not sure. Maybe um, like some programming with uh, Geographic informational systems, uh, GIS programs, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'm not totally sure yet. Man, you what, two know what you yeah, want to do. Whatever, whatever's happening in Texas needs to continue on with the math teachers and bring some more. <laughs> bring some more guys, man. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, it's been great to have you on BYU Sports Nation. We look forward to seeing you in the fall. Oh yeah, man. Thanks, Spencer and Jerome. Really appreciate you guys having me on here. I know Mike has said Jerome he's looking is for- back. <laughs> I was going to leave it alone, dude. I was going to leave it alone. No, don't leave it alone. It's who, Spender it's who I am, and man. Jerome. It's who I am. Thanks, Bronco. I know he said that, uh, yeah, that Michigan <laughs> is the game he's looking forward to the most. The big house, that's, that's awesome. But I have a feeling he's going to like Memorial Stadium as well. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 204. Yeah. Shout out to at Hobosita. a member of BYU Sports Station that is right 204 days away from BYU Nebraska in Lincoln at Memorial Stadium next week sub 200 getting close baby oh my gosh (laughs) who was the BYU who was the BYU SN MVP in last night's BYU win over St. Mary's on the basketball court at Skyhawk 94 says Kafusi we have really missed the blocking down low since Nate Austin got hurt he really stepped up when his team needed him. Didn't score Nate, a point. Nate wasn't a guy that blocked shots a lot. Yeah. Corbin didn't score a point, but he had a fantastic game. He was a rim protector. That was, yeah. that was the peak moment um, for him in the season. It was, it was awesome. BYU needs a rim protector, and they, I think they've developed one. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes, including Corbin Kafusi, are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions 
Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. What's the chance BYU goes into Las Vegas with the three seed? If they make the NCAA tournament, Jeremy and I discuss next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton. To my left sits Jerome Jordan. I mean, Jerem. Thank you, Micah and Bronco. No, Jerome's cool. It's cool. Micah, what up, man? Great interview. Send it nice in, Jerome! Send it in, Jerome! <laughs> Love Bill Raff, Check that dude. out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. It's awesome. Hey, coming up tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time, BYU and Pacific Men's Hoops on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The it's penultimate the... broadcast for men's basketball. Yes. <laughs> Yesterday was the anti-penultimate <laughs> game. I actually love that word. <laughs> second to last. You're right. Penultimate. Oh. I learned that in Portuguese. I was like, wait, there's a word for second to last? Oh, it's older English? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that it is. Anti-penultimate. Third to last. Some, we, lo- we all learned something today. Sometimes we work in some really cool words into this show. I got this from at we Kid do? Quasar. Okay. He says, easy word challenge for Spencer Linton today on BYU Sports. He says, work in, and then he sends in this word, frigatriskaidikophobia. <laughs> What's that even mean? I don't know. I, I can't. Frigatriskaidikophobia. Yep. I just heard the so first there, part So there, it's in that. the show. What do I win? I don't know. Street cred. What's the chance I'll use that word ever again? Never. Speaking of, we should play that. BYU Sports Nation asks... What's the chance? Here's how it works. Jeremy and I throw out a scenario involving BYU sports, perhaps pop culture. BYU sports content. And we decide, other. we give it a percent chance of that thing coming to fruition. Number one. What's the chance BYU can play at last night's level from this point on? You want to take this one first, Jeremy? I'll take it. Eight percent. That was a peak moment. BYU, uh, if they play another game like that, that would be amazing. That was an amazing game on multiple levels, defensively, effort, rebounding, the way they shot the ball, the way they played without Tyler Hawes, who had foul trouble. I, I just think that's a peak moment. That, that was the Texas game for the football team where you say, oh, if they play like Give me those. Oh, if they play like this, they will be in the Fiesta Bowl. Listen, listen. That is, that is the best Possibly the best BYU is going to play. They could play better. If they played like that in Spokane, they could beat Gonzaga. But it's a peak moment, so I go 8%. I think they're, they'll play more towards that, yeah. the way they played there, the effort, the defense, the rebounding, all that. How many but, games, but they're not going to play like that. How many games have they absolutely dominated this year? I think of San, San Francisco, Francisco, Santa Clara, and, and last, night. last night. So that's three out of how many games have they played now? 28. 27, 28. 19 and 9. 28? 20, 19 and 8. Or 19 Nin- and 8. 19 and 8. So 20. Why did I give him a loss? So what is one night? I'm gonna, go with, I'm gonna go with the percentage. I think BYU can play that well. I don't know. I think that that's per- wait, what percentage? 11, 11 some point something percent? Eleven percent. Topper again. <laughs> well. I mean eight percent and eleven point seven percent. That's also the random that's eleven point seven is the amount of scholarships baseball has, by the way. It's so random. Eleven point seven. Season opening game at Santa Barbara. Shout out. <laughs> Number two. What's the chance BYU goes into Vegas with the three seed? I'm going to go first here, and I'm going to say 100%. BYU mm. will be the number three seed. St. Mary's has how many conference losses now? Three. Three? Yeah, no way St. Mary's is losing. Three, right? Two yeah. more. 
I just don't think that's going to happen. They'll lose to Gonzaga again. 100%. Yeah, they have three, ten and three. BYU's two games behind St. Mary's. Yeah, I just I say one hundred percent BYU goes into Las Vegas with the three seed because it it would take a miracle for the Cougars to climb higher than that. I'll go ninety three percent. The game at Portland is interesting now. I think that because Kevin Bailey is back, that Portland is a better team that then only lost by nine points in Provo. That could be tough. That could be a tougher game than we think. Ask Pepperdine last night. They got blown out. Portland could be the matchup game. for BYU in the 3-6 game in That's a tough matchup. Las Vegas. As long as it's not San Francisco. I don't want to play San Francisco and Vegas at all. They are a really tough matchup for BYU, despite the fact that they're 4-10 in conference. Please give me Santa Clara. Oh, yeah, that's the matchup. Number three. What's the chance BYU wins at Gonzaga? Jerem? <sighs> Why are we asking this question? Because that's what we do. I hope I'm wrong. 4%. It's, it's so oh. low. They're so good at home. They're so good at home. There's a chance. Okay, if BYU plays like they did against St. Mary's, it's way up. I'm talking about averages, right? If BYU, okay, if BYU plays like they did last night, it would be like 70% to win at Gonzaga, okay. dude. Okay. But I go with 4%. If BYU changes, if all of a sudden they become this team that was last night more like that team, it goes significantly up. They've it's got, more about Gonzaga than BYU to me. They've got wind in the sails. If they can continue, if they win out going into Gonzaga, that percentage number will climb because then they believe. They just believe. So what's your percentage like right now? Not if they went out and then approach that game. What's your percentage My right percentage now? My percentage right now after the St. Mary's game last night. I'm gonna. I was saying one in ten. Like they'd be one in ten in in Spokane. Yeah. I'm gonna go one in. Go ahead and put these on. No matter five. what your answer yeah, is. Yeah, twenty percent. Wow, twenty. Twenty percent chance high. BYU ends Gonzaga's nation-leading home win streak. When those flash, I just think Beto, Beto, Beto. <laughs> I just have to. Yeah, I th- but the thing is, I don't think twenty percent is is that blue goblin. It is when that team has won forty-one in a row and is ranked third in the country. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. BYU. Can of course, play, it man. matters. Number four. What's the chance BYU goes to the NCAA tournament? It's going back on, baby. <laughs> Let's go for a hundred percent two in a row, huh? Like I, I, I am very confident that this team, because the bubble 100% is hundred so, percent right I, now, hundred percent. I'm on the. I'm conducting the tournament train. All, I'm driving it, man. Listen, you could say seventy percent and still be on the train. A hundred percent. Who are they going to lose to? No, I just don't know. Nope. They've already lost games to Pepperdine and San Diego. Like that—that's the worry is that somehow something happens no, again. This team is playing with so much confidence. They—they they, they like rose, where they're at. He found his yeah, starting like, five. He I, found his starting five. Who knows? It could change again. Like it's not set. We I, thought it with Anson. Like oh, they found it right when he started. Remember that? Remember that? All or none. Where are you? Where are you? Ooh, I don't know. This is I. I gotta think. We have 15 seconds. We got plenty of time. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Let me think. Hold on. Hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. That BYU makes the tournament. Yes. That BYU makes the tournament. 54 percent. 54. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU pounded St. Mary's 82-60 last night. The Cougars moving to third place in the WCC standings by themselves. They'll host Pacific Saturday at 9 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Also, 
Tyler Hawes, a finalist for the Senior Class Award, nicely done, as well as a mid-season top 30 guy for the Naismith Award. Women's basketball. Jeff Judkin's squad fell in overtime last night, 76-71 to the Gales, despite having three starters and double figures. BYU wrapped up the road trip with another big game. Pretty good Pacific team tomorrow, 5 Eastern. You can listen to it on BYU Radio. Watch it on the W.TV. Men's volleyball. volleyball. Number seven, BYU fell in the fifth set to USC 16-14 last night. It was ranked second. Cougars led the match 2-0, but dropped the next three. Shoot. The Cougars <laughs> return tonight at 10 Eastern for a rematch of the Trojans on Pac-12.com. You can watch it. Baseball. Got my baseball garb on. Season opens today as BYU travels to UC Santa Barbara, the 16th ranked team in the country, beginning a four-game series versus the Gauchos. Softball. Sophomore Mercedes O'Connor crushed a walk-off single lift BYU over Hawaii, not to be confused with BYU-Hawaii, yesterday 5-4. Cougars will be back on the diamond today against Northwestern at 2.15 Eastern and UNLV at 6.45. Let's play two. Gymnastics. BYU hosts number 23-ranked Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds, today in the Smithfield House. The two teams will meet and be broadcast on BYU TV live at 9 Eastern. How about some of our favorite sounds of the week? I think maybe a little bit like you said, you just kind of feel like it's you against everyone. You kind of get that mindset and you get that competitive edge. So maybe that, that's why. But I'm not sure. I just try to be aggressive at home our way, and it's just how it turned out. The Annex Project has been probably, for me, something that I knew would be a reality here eventually, probably four years. What do you think that first time lifting with Taysom will be like? Probably embarrassing. Yesterday was a good day for a lot of these uh, players that we're recruiting just to see what's going to be here uh, if they decide that they want to come. You know, at the very start of the game, some guy said, you're not getting the triple-double today, you're not breaking the record. And he was wrong, obviously. I do. Um, I think that BYU's probably near the bubble, but not on it. Coach Rose sat us down one day and just talked to us about enjoying enjoying the moment. Um, and that, you know, if you don't enjoy it, uh, it's going to go away pretty quickly. And once it goes away, you, you can never get it back. Yeah, he's redonkulous. That's like one <laughs> step. That's one step above ridiculous. He's just absolutely redonkulous. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. It goes to Josh Sharp. What a show. Woo! Thanks to Josh Sharp, Mike Simon, everyone on our crew. Check us out on demand.